Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today, I just want to let you guys know a little disclaimer here. This may be a very heavy episode for some. If you're sensitive, if you're easily offended, just please turn this off. But if you're not, if you are open-minded and you want to know more about things that certain people are scared of, then keep listening. I'm talking to Benton Ryer. He is a clairvoyant. He is a healer. He's a self-proclaimed sorcerer and mage. Um, We're going to talk about exorcisms and uh, how he performs them and how do you know if you are possessed. And I had some chills throughout the episode, I'm not going to lie. So if you're ready to hear about this topic and all he has to say about it we get into a little bit more about other things as well but it's a lot about exorcisms so here is benton hope you guys enjoy it let me know what you think if you want me to do more episodes like these or if you want me to stop reach out let me know and here is benton yes my name is benton ryer um i guess you could say I'm a clairvoyant and I'm a, actually a mage or a magician or sorcerer as it's been called through the ages and um, yeah Great. I'm when did you know you had abilities? I heal, I, I heal people quite a lot yes you do and you do it very well Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you had an experience with me, right? I did. Correct? I did. I had a I great never experience. Asked you. I never really got into how did that go and what did you experience? So I experienced a lot of things in the back of my head in my crown chakra. I felt like a mm-hmm. buzzing, like I had spiders all over my head, just like crawling all over. And I felt warmth in mm-hmm. my hands and my neck and my lower back. And how do you feel now? I feel my mood. I feel like my mood's a lot elevated. I was feeling a little down the past few days. Um, I feel a little bit lighter, like I'm not carrying as much tension in my neck because those are my like sensitive areas. Um, I slept really well, and I haven't been sleeping that great. So it was awesome, and I love being on the other side of it. So, <laughs> so it was nice to like, be spoiled. It seems like you got. You see, it seems like you got quite the release. I did. I needed. I really, really needed it. Despite being someone oh. who, you know, gets healings pretty routinely, I felt like that was one that I it came at the perfect time. Very great. Yeah, I'm glad I was there, and I, I'm always here. <laughs> Aww. Thank you, thank you. So when did you know you were a healer? Um, when did I know I was a healer? I would get, I would, so I've always had kind of abilities, you know, probably mm-hmm. since I was like, um, before I probably could remember, but I really started healing over the pandemic because I didn't mm-hmm. have anything else to do. So mm-hmm. I was just doing my normal things. Then it was, hey, try this with someone. So I tried it. And I'm like, huh. And just like that. And it's basically as simple as that. Yeah. Now, you know, yeah. it took, you know, years of kind of, um, you know, building up to be able to do what I could do. 
but you know, it's, I tried it when I was ready, mm-hmm. I guess, and you know, it happened on its own time, and I've been running with it since. That's interesting. So you call yourself a mage or like a sorcerer. Can you kind of explain that for people who don't know what that means? Oh, geez. Huh, that's, a, that's a good question. And, you know, I have I have to tell you, I sometimes mm-hmm. have trouble, you know, just starting out with interviews because I've always been mm-hmm. very, very private about things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's tough to kind of articulate answers. <laughs> Just because being with that, it's something that's so abstract and you know, right. it could be different for, for everyone. Um, so most people who consider themselves, you know, psychic or, you know, they're, they're, they're a witch or they're a magician, mm-hmm. they kind of everything sort of internal, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's like internal, they'll have like internal visions and everything that they hear or see, it happens internally with their own mind or their own body, whatever they see or feel. But I seem to have the ability, and I always have, is as to kind of, you know, work on the outside as well as the mm-hmm. inside, which is why people have these sensations when I work on them. Right. And I would say, too, it's probably whereas something like Reiki, maybe 5%, mm-hmm. uh, 5 to 10% of the population, maybe less, could actually feel physically a Reiki practitioner working on them. Um, with what I'm able to do, it kind of it kind of flips around where only 5 to 10% of the people that I work on can't mm-hmm. feel what I'm doing. But even still, they have a, they still have a positive effect over the days. And I think that's because, um, you know, man, that 5 or 10%, and I'm, I'm closing that gap, it seems like, is they're just not either not ready for it or they're just a little too dense. Now, mm. when I say too dense, it doesn't mean that they're stupid, right? Right. It just means yeah. that they're too stuck on something to um they're too stuck on something to expand on you know the possibility that someone else can heal them is that they're too conditioned yes they're too conditioned right and um yes so yeah that's basically who i am and what i do um is there something in particular that you wanted to talk to me about? I know I mentioned something and you did. <laughs> and um, Yes. Shall we bring it up and maybe uh, I'm going to put a little disclaimer here. If you're very sensitive listeners, maybe you can turn this off. But we're going to talk about exorcisms because I haven't spoken about that yet. And I think it's an interesting topic. And Menton has some stuff to say on it, right? Yes, we are going to talk about exorcisms, but before we do that, I'm going to yeah. talk about, um, you know, coming off of what I just said about, you mm-hmm. know, people being just too dense, which yeah. I get for most people, even with that, I'm able to kind of break through. Um, I'm going to talk about the chains of perception a little bit, and that's okay. a, do it. A, a term that I kind of created. And what that is, is um, 
you know, you, you think of perception like links on a chain, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, on the first chain, we're in the physical world. And on that link, there's things like uh, on one side of the link, there's things like um, intuitive, being, being intuitive or being creative or, mm-hmm. you know, being very, very intelligent, like, say, Elon Musk. Right. Yes. So those are different sections on this first chain link. When you go up or down, you know, there's different sections. There's like lucid dreaming. There's um, there's like more a more type of advanced intelligence, or there's more um, being able to pick up voices or subtitle subtle um, cues that something's going to happen. And when you move mm-hmm. up to there, um, you know, there's you know, it gets even more fantastical or to the side. Um, so now when you, with, with our Western mindset, um, mm-hmm. people have a very linear view on things or the world. Okay. Is that okay? Every, and when I mean, when I, when I mean, when I say that is people um, only kind of believe what they believe. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they'll, they'll only take in something new based on their experience. But based on mm-hmm. their experience, they'll that they'll take that new thing and you know they'll pull it back into their belief system. Mm, okay. okay. So let me give you an example. So um, let me say, let me get. Somebody who goes, a Christian, for example, okay. who, you know, goes to church, regularly prays, but doesn't believe in ghosts. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so let's say they have an experience that they saw a ghost. So now mm-hmm. they saw a ghost and now they're wondering, now they're trying, they're, they're rationalizing that from their point of their religion. Yeah. So they're saying, well, this person won't move on and be with God when, you know, quite usually there's something else going on, which I'm not going to get into that right now. But on the (laughs) other side of that, take someone who's very, very analytical and scientific and, you know, complete, you know, atheist, and they see a ghost. They're Mm going to pull that into the belief system, too. And yeah. say, hey, I guess I was tripping. <laughs> maybe there was something in the air, or maybe there right. was mildew in the ceiling at the hotel I was staying at. So that's what I mean about a very linear mindset that we I have see. in the Western world. Now, when we look at a thing from a Zen perspective, and with okay. Zen Buddhism comes from Japan, where you know the the society there. Um, comes from those type of East, well, I mean, it's an Eastern country, so they're Eastern esoteric religions, um, as opposed to the Judeo-Christian traditions, where everything is kind of set in stone. It's more Mm -hmm. open there, whereas um, the Southeast Asian mindset is more so abstract um, in Japan, Japan specifically. It's more intuitive in that um, 
people tend to think, and um, this is something in the Western world where another thing with the linear mindset, we think everyone kind of thinks the same everywhere else in the world, correct? Yeah, very true. Um, so every people tend what based on the traditions and the religion, uh, mm-hmm. people tend to think with a more uh, intuitive mindset, which is why in Japan people are very very good at innovation, but there's not mm-hmm. many inventions there. No, nope. except for maybe CD players and the guy who makes all the Nintendo games. Now I'm speaking in very general terms. There's always exceptions, right? Yes. Of course. But the mindset there is sort of like, let me give you an example from the same experience. All right, so, okay, um, let's say someone's a, you know, a company worker, which is, of course, okay. very, very common in Japan. And um, they, uh, they, don't, they don't claim to know everything. They claim to know what they know, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what they claim to know what they know. And uh, let me think about this a little bit. These are kind of, like I said, I don't talk. This is my first interview, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so honored. This is my first interview. I had what I let me tell you. I had one about a year and a half ago with a religious. Mm-hmm out of Russia. Okay. And Interesting. They, so so let, let me think about how I'm going to articulate that, that intuitive <laughs> mindset a little bit. And okay. in the meantime, I'm going to tell you that story. Um, it finally went up on YouTube and they cut like an hour of it just because they didn't like what I said. They basically took my interview. They called me a black, they basically kept using the term black magician which I still don't know what that is. Black and, magician? Um, they kind of framed it. So it's like whatever this guy says and whatever he is doing, what he does comes from Satan. Rest oh, assured, it's Satan. That's why and, you got you know, tricked. It's funny. What is it? You got tricked. Well, it's funny because you you watch the interview still. I don't even I don't even talk. I don't even talk about it. <laughs> hmm. That. Hmm, interesting. And um, so, it's, in a in a lot of ways, they sort of look bad. I I, kinda, I feel. I like because your. I you like know, they kind of framed it up. What was that? That's good. I said I like your mentality. I like how you saw that uh, incident or that experience, and you flipped it. Well, I you're mean, positive. It's like I did a I did a ritual at the end, and uh-huh. even on the screen, I guess they translated it. It says ritual to cut away negativity. Okay. <laughs> now, how is that? Now, how is that from the Western standpoint satanic? I mean, people think that burning sage is magic. Yes, they do. I don't find that. I don't find that. To me, that's not magic. To me, it's. I, I don't know. I feel like that's extreme to call that magic. But anyway, it, it is. That's just me. It is magic. Okay. <laughs> it is. You know. <laughs> I mean, it, it. it can be, but you know, just it just burns it. away settled energies. Right. 
apparently even just sitting and drinking a cup of tea and like journaling is witchcraft as well when I spoke to a witch she said like that's one of my rituals like what do you do like, no, what I are mean... your... is it is... Uh, right <laughs> okay before I be, before I get into that a little bit and that's going to go back to the exorcisms that mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about um, yeah so the intuitive mindset is somebody who says I know the stuff I know I don't know other stuff so yeah. if somebody, I'm going to give this somebody a benefit of the doubt. If they're telling me mm-hmm. something, I'm not going to call them crazy. And if I'm interested, I'm going to explore that and see whether that's true myself. That's why, you know, there's not so much, you know, um, that's why Japan's you're known as a place of peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. I love Japan. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, in America, you know, everyone's kind of right. (laughs) (laughs) America, especially. Uh, (laughs) Everyone's kind of right, and there's nothing, you know? And it kind of escalates from there. Yeah. God, I have like so many questions now. The more you like get into it, my mind is like spinning. Can I can, sure. I can I start by badgering you with these questions now? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Are you ready? Okay. So, what exactly is an exorcism? Number one. Okay, so an exorcism is banishing or removing an unwanted spirit or entity that's taken refuge over inside someone's body or spiritual bodies. And there's different levels of it, and there's different beings of different strengths, and there's also mm-hmm. different kinds of arrangements. And believe it or not, too, some of these ar- arrangements, um, they're contracted before we incarnate on yeah. Earth. Um, there's always different reasons, and um, yeah. How do you know if someone needs one? Oh, I, I I know, <laughs> I I know. You know, but um, right. you know, people usually who are possessed, um, uh-huh. people who are possessed know they're possessed, and it's not something that that could be ignored when you're possessed. People know. People. Usually, people know when they're so possessed. Did, yes. Absolutely. So they say something and, is really um, wrong even, with me. Even to. There's, pe- there's even people who are fine with being possessed and they like it because they get kind of, a, you know, a power share out of it. And depending on the entity that's possessing it, you know, the entity could be helping them or it could not mm-hmm. be telling them everything. It's all different. Nothing's ever the same thing. <laughs> uh, you know, there's like, a, there's like I said before, there's this linear notion that you know, things that happen because they come from this Judeo-Christian belief system that mm-hmm. it's only one thing. But it's never just one thing. And, you know, it's often misanalyzed a lot. So how exactly? How? Um, well, yeah. it's usually it's usually none of the it's usually none of the entities that one would call kind of famous within those pantheons. 
it's quite usually just a random spirit who kind of wanders mm-hmm. on its own. Can you get it through relationships? Like, can people contract it through, like, sex and stuff? Uh, that's the, You could get attachments that way. And, yeah, it's possible it. to be possessed that way, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's very common for sexual intercourse to pick on that, someone's attachments. Because I feel like I know a few people dealing with jump, that. <laughs> it's going to jump on to something... Um, it's going to jump on to someone stronger or they're going to kind of, if someone has more than one attachment, they'll jump yeah. on someone else to, um, you know, kind of get more to kind of vampirize themselves. And these attachments could really kind of drain your energy. So can you get sick from them? What kind of maybe you could get, you could get yeah. sick. Oh, you, you could die from them. <laughs> now there's, just like there's different levels of possession. Um, yeah. There's some possession where there's nobody there. Somebody may have carnated, someone may have carnated and um, were supposed to, but somebody got to, something got to their body first and kind of took over. That happens. That's one thing that happens, although it's rare. And, um, you know, uh, other times, know you know, it just happens one place and one place at the wrong time. Um, sometimes it's kind of like a split soul and like the other part is demon or other type of entity. And it's not always demons. I would say it's more other things for the most part. Um, so that happens. Um, there's a tendency in a new age belief systems to blame mm-hmm. the person who's having spiritual problems. And blame that them. usually comes from a place of people that have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Blame <laughs> them. I mean, how are you like, what makes you sensitive to being possessed? Like what can you do to avoid that happening? Is people that are very sensitive to energy are susceptible, yeah. are oh, the right. most susceptible. Um, as far as preventing it, um, yeah. I would say um, throw out all the throw out all the new age concepts and okay. um, get back to get back to ancient uh, esoteric traditions and understanding them. There's there's tons of books, there's tons of research, but people keep gravitating to this other stuff, these new ideas, where these people from centuries past um, built upon all this knowledge over two, three thousand years. Some of it's really uh-huh. incredible, because when you try some, it, when you try it, it works. But the other problem with that too is the higher you go, the more kind of powerful you become. And yeah. um, the more energy you'll be able to attract, you um, you attract more negativity at the same time. So you kind of always have to keep going. You can't stop practicing. So how otherwise, do you keep of, going? Otherwise, you'll lapse. I'm, right. I keep meditating. Every, I, I meditate yeah. every day. I shield myself every day. I... Um, right. You know, I make allies in the spiritual world, 
And, um, you know, it's, I do pretty good with it, I'd say. Is there any part of it that you really don't like that you just say, oh, I can't do this anymore? Um, no, no, I love it. You know, Good. so the the way I make people feel when I do the healings is how I almost always feel. I yeah. almost, I literally, I, I always feel that way because I'm able to do it to myself. And I do do it to myself every day. Sometimes, mostly three times a day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great that you have the time to do that. I mean, you have to make the time for it regardless. Because you have to make the time. Are, like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, so there's a there's a another new age notion of something called a big shift or a rising conscious in humanity, which I know you're aware of. Right, yeah. Correct? I, I don't wanna put I words am. in your mouth. <laughs> no, I am. Okay. I am. So what that actually is, you know, a lot of that's true, but more so than that, the worlds between this one and the spiritual world, they're kind of in a phase or process where they're merging again. And that's why you're seeing more UFOs, more ghost sightings, why most ghost shows are are um, are become more popular on TV because they're able mm-hmm. to produce more material because they'll go in. Because something happened, and a lot of and a lot of reason why a lot of people are intuitively wanting to get more spiritual and manifesting these abilities where they're seeing stuff with their eyes closed or they're speaking to dead relatives in their dreams. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I connect to that a lot. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I have been. I've been actually. I've channeled people through my dreams. So I found out I can channel through dreams. And I've been channeling mm-hmm. people that I don't really even know, like relatives of old friends. Mm-hmm. So well, that's because I didn't know that what, what happens when you when you have ability, um yeah. Face, yeah, kind of, there's kind of like a All right, so one of the things when you demonstrate ability um, you kind of light up, you put a spotlight into the astral plane, mm-hmm. telling everything there, hey, come to me, I have ability. Interesting. <laughs> so that I gives didn't you know I do that. When you get higher, when you get higher and higher, um, yeah. you know, you know, bigger things start taking notice, and, you know, you're not always the biggest fish. But the thing that we have as an advantage is we're grounded here on the physical plane, and there's only so much they can do if you're kind of, if you're prepared for it. When when I say prepared for it is you know don't stop your practice. Yep. I know. And, I haven't uh, been grounded recently though. <laughs> I've been dropping you, everything. I gotta do more grounding. You gotta do your stuff every day. You can't give up on it because when you don't do your stuff every day, 
your your meditation or your you know light visualization or mm-hmm. you know calling the calling one of the archangels to meditate with you, which is what a lot of people do, and it's fine as long as it's not just generally calling an angel. Because not all angels have our best interest at heart. Exactly. Another misconception. What is that? That's true. Exactly. That's true. No one really talks it's about true. that. It's true. Not and all everyone's angels. everyone's like, I call them my angels. No. Well, it's make nice. sure they're the good ones. You don't want to do that. Make sure yeah. it's a good one, which is basically one of the famous ones. And even so, if somebody's like, it's really tricky because... You know, some uh, sometimes you know maybe uh, something that could shape this will show up and say, "Yeah, I'm Michael the Archangel. What do you need?" Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot, and you know that happens to a lot of witches. They're thinking they'll they'll think they're talking to you know some, one spirit, but it'll be another, and you know they'll start getting depressed and. Yeah, it's I've heard that. It's it's rough, and it's also a reason why a lot of you know teenage people that start things like witchcraft in their teenage mm-hmm. years um, switch to Christianity. Um, really? What happens? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh yeah. What happens, I feel like you know, I've heard when you're a teenager, you you just do spells and you do that's basically it. You try these spells, you try to contact stuff, you, you know, write up a paper, maybe with a contract, you sign it in blood, and um, you don't uphold your end of that deal with um, whatever you try to sign that contract with, and you start getting depressed and suicidal and getting all these attachments and everything else. Now, um, when it gets bad that sort of goes back to you know that linear mindset with our traditions in the west where we're saying hey you know what um you know the my my pastor when i was a kid was right i need to go back to church so when they do Mm -hmm. that you know they stop the spells and everything else and what that does is it dims that light on the astral plane. So that right. stuff's mm-hmm. really not that interested anymore. But that doesn't mean that the attachments left. Exactly. They just yeah. can't they just can't they just can't perceive them anymore because they've given up. They've kind of opened that door of what they're humanly capable of and they mm-hmm. kind of they close it. They like stick in their head in the sand like an ostrich. <laughs> that's funny yeah it kind of makes me think about people in my community when they go from being like conservative jews to like straight like orthodox jews who are covering their hair and wearing long skirts and keeping kosher after some kind something kind of tragic happens in their life it's like they found god and yeah they want to that, that's yeah. the that's the linear mindset and exactly. um mm-hmm um, going back to Japan, um, you know, for example, you know, there's you, in a Buddhist shrine, in a Buddhist temple, mm-hmm. you'll find okay. the Shinto shrine there. <laughs> oh. And in, in, you, very often you'll find the Shinto shrine in Buddhist temples, 
whereas here, and even Thailand too, in you know their Buddhist temples, you'll find lots of other stuff too. But you know, different people from different countries, they have different different ways of thinking based on their tradition and their spiritual experiences in the past. It's kind of developed the mindset over the over the millennia. And right. um, you would never find like, uh, you know, a shrine to the Virgin Mary in, a, you know, in a mosque. <laughs> but no. that's the equivalent in Japan. You need never find it. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Very true. So I'm gonna, what are... I'm gonna let you ask some questions, more questions. Yeah, I'm. Now. I'm sure you <laughs> have a lot. It. I do. I have a lot of questions. Um, oh, with the exorcism, though, is mm-hmm. it exactly? Because I'm sure people are gonna like think this while they're listening. Is it exactly how it is in the movies? Like, how can you talk or kind of explain how you perform one? Um, it, it can be. It could. It can be like the movies sometimes. Sometimes it's Holy worse. Moly. Are you serious? Um, like you can fly up and go down and like smack the doors? Oof. I mean, the conjuring was intense. Especially in places. Well, you know, that's that. So that's dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily right. When I say <laughs> worse, so yeah. I had, I have a, a woman in the UK that I won't, you know, say her name or give any details. Right. Yeah. Um, she um, she's very spiritually sensitive. Okay. And she got her self possessed by um, a demon, a Babylonian demon named Namashtu. Ooh. Okay. And um, so this one wouldn't necessarily kind of because because you have to remember too. That a lot of mm-hmm. these very ancient entities are highly intelligent, right? And they're not gonna burn. They if they got themselves a body to kind of experience the physical world, they're not gonna mess that up by hurting the person <laughs> that they're phys- uh, they're experiencing through, right? But when this person got mad at someone. They okay. would, within like a month or two, they would end up on their deathbed. So oh <laughs> her, so so her ex boyfriend, he passed away. He passed away, and her ex husband was very very sick, and he was he had a prognosis of about a couple a month when I worked on her. So I got rid of it. <laughs> so I got rid of the oh demon. My. And, okay. and um, she got she got better. Um, the anger that she was always she got really really angry because the demon kind of co-opted it and be like, oh, this person has pissed us off. We're gonna take care of it. Um, you know, more stuff happened to more people around her. And I'm not gonna get into right now because I don't really mm-hmm. I don't want to scare your listeners. But um, <laughs> you know, she we got rid of it, and so as the exorcist. The first thing yeah. I was looking at was, um, um, you know, for 
was, um, is this thing going to come back and come after me? Because it was upset that I got rid of it out of this body that it had a soul, whole firm grip on. And, um, and uh, the answer was pretty much no, because this particular demon salt was very, very, was angry, was right. quite furious. But yeah. um, she saw herself as above fighting. <laughs> so I didn't wow. have to worry about it, luckily, in this case. Like it, they're all different. They all have personal, a lot different philosophies and outlooks. And, you know, not one being is the same as another. Initially, I thought uh, um, the demoness Lilith had something to do with it. But when mm, I questioned her, mm-hmm. she said, I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> so, really? okay, so it turned out to be the Persian one. Yeah, yeah. The Persian Just because one. the strength of That's what funny. it was able to do, I didn't think it would be such uh, something so... Um, Something popular, and but so obscure. It was very. I was kind of. It was very surprising. Isn't that because, ironic? Like I said, that... Usually, 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 it's just something that's around. Yeah. And usually, the famous ones, the very famous ones, like say, okay. you know, Satan. Like I was accused of being right. from the Russians. Um, right. Don't don't do that stuff. Because um, if one of them, if one of these really wanted to target someone, uh, there's nothing you can do. And did you did you realize that I'm Persian and you're talking about the Persian <laughs> thing to me? Isn't that funny? Uh, yeah, I guess so. It just came Ooh. up. While you're still here and listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Just wanted to pop in and talk about Mary Ruth's. I talk about their gummies nonstop to everyone and anyone who'll listen to me. What do I take? I take the B12 sprays. I take the uh, gummies as well. D3, vitamin D3 is really, really important. I just started taking the liquid zinc and I'm taking biotin and it tastes like acai berry and it's delicious. So why don't you try them as well? You can DM me for a discount or go to Mary Ruth's and use code Mary Ruth at checkout for a discount. Enjoy them and let me know how you like them. Can people really be saved? I mean, is there hope after one? Does it have to be scary or can it just be really like therapeutic and cleansing? Leave people with some hope. Well, like some people stay with it through their whole life, and you know they're fine. Uh huh. <laughs> they're fine. Um, you know, if you know people, you know, expand their awareness and pretend that these things didn't exist, more people would be able to, you know, deal with it. And um, you know, it's just about awareness knowing mm-hmm. it, when it's happening and um yeah <laughs> i'm trying to give i'm trying to find something i uh, mean this is a tough conversation this is like a tough topic to talk about i feel like you've done it pretty well and i'm kind of excited for people to hear it and you know i may have to put a little disclaimer but i only think that's going to drive more 
downloads and listens, don't you think? I think so. I think so. You know, um, I my book, The Shores of Eternity, a mm-hmm. memoir of sorcery, volume one, um, had a lot of trouble finding a publisher. So I just ended okay. up putting it out there myself. And mm-hmm. I was I was told it would do fine. Okay. Um, and it is. Um, you know, they just figured it was everyone that my friend referred me to who I worked on. Um, they just thought it was too intense or they didn't see the potential in it or, you know, they just thought there wasn't any appeal. Um but um, you have to remember, too, at the same time, the biggest show on Netflix was about, you know, a game show where people, you know, get murdered. <laughs> right. Mighty. You know, I so know. I think people have a more stomach for uh, this type of stuff than, you know, a lot of powers that be give them credit for. I agree. I agree. I feel like we're all opening up where there's more interest in the woo-woo, as they say, since COVID, just trying different products, Mm -hmm. finding peace in little things. And I mean, I think you can agree with me that things are kind of going to get worse in the world. Like people think COVID's bad. (laughs) Well, one thing I know, one thing I will share with people is that I've Geez, I wanted to talk about the dark night of the soul a little bit and the collective one. Um, I do know, I'm almost certain that there, what I was told, um, you know, about a coming darkness, mm-hmm. that a lot of people are going to have a really, really hard time with. Um it, you know, is coming, but at the end of it, things will be better. Things will be That's better. That's true. I agree. I agree. Things will be better. Is there and, anything you know, else that you want to, people to know? People, people, well, people have to expand their awareness more. They need to take mm-hmm. that Zen mindset that I'm talking about. Don't dismiss yep. others. Don't dismiss other people's experiences until you've taken it on and tried it yourself. Um, whether, you know, um, there's a, you'll hear, often hear conservative commentators um, dismiss leftist college kids with, you know, cold, hard statistical facts. And the college kid will say, you know, well, I'm living my truth. Then the conservative mm-hmm. person will be like, there is no one truth. There is no your truth. There's only one truth, and that's it. But what both of these sides fail to realize is they're thinking with the same thought process in that they're kind of digging into their position instead of deciding, well, maybe both things can be true. Whereas mm-hmm. with the Zen mindset, um, it's not truth from different perspectives. It's truth about a subject that I may or may not try to discover on my own without dismissing other people. Mm-hmm. 
So I encourage people to adopt that thought process. I love that. And um, and with that, I would really like to read something to for your listeners. Sure. And uh, I hope that it resonates. And with it, I hope that they decide to um, use it as a base to try to expand their awareness. Um, I'll be reading um, the Orphic Hymn to the Titan Helios, if that's okay. Go ahead, please. What a great way to end the episode. Hear me, blessed God with the eternal eye, all-seeing, golden, shining titan, Hyperion, heavenly light, natural, enduring, sweet sight to all living things. On the right hand, the father of the dawn. On the left, the night. You hold the mixture of the season and your four hooked steeds dance, swift of foot, with a rushing noise, fiery, cheerful, charioteer. You ceaselessly drive the endless, turning path through the sky. You guide the worshipful ones to goodness, and give your rage to evil. Your golden lyre holds up the harmonic cosmic course. Leader of good works, youthful attendant to the season's turning, the world's ruler, you play the pipes, trailing fire in your wake, revolving in a circle bringing light, all shining, life bringing, fruitful pions, always young, undefiled, father of time. Deathless Zeus, clear, shining in all, the eye that turns around the world, quenching the light, and then shining forth your beautiful rays. You guide us to justice, water-loving Lord of the world, guardian of the truth, even the very highest aid of all, Eye of justice, light of life, all horsemen with cracking whip, your drive, the four horses of your chariot. Hear my words and show a pleasant light to the initiates. And that's the Orlific, Orl- Orphic hymn to the Tide in Helios. Ooh, I love that. I felt like I was back at school again <laughs> in my lit classes. <laughs> Loved it. Thank you for did sharing. Did you study that as an English major? I did. I studied a lot of interesting pieces. I Great. did. Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd appreciate that. And, I really um, that did. Comes from, Thank you. That, trans, that transliterization comes from the Orphic Hymns by Patrick Dodd. And uh, a new translation for the occult practitioner. I, I just want to give credit where it's due because he, this yeah. gentleman, put together a pretty 
awesome book. Thank you for sharing it with everybody. And can you tell everyone where to buy your book? Plug yourself away. How can they get free healing? Okay, so if you want a free healing, contact me on Instagram. My handle is Benton Ryer, B-E-N-T-O-N-R-Y-E-R. That's just straight away. Um, if you have, if you're going through chemo or have something that's not really healing, or there's a you have an internal cyst, I'm really good at those. Um, or if you have maybe like a neck injury or spine injury, um, you know, hit me up. I don't charge anything for that stuff. Um, and if for some reason I get smashed with messages, if for some reason mm-hmm. you can't get a hold of me, um, go to my Etsy store, Vinton Ryer. Um, the link to that is in my stories on my Instagram. And, um, you know, Follow me on there, and my book is called The Shores of Eternity, um, a memoir of sorcery, volume one, and that's on Amazon. It's only an e-book format right now, but there should be physical copies soon, and um, that's basically it. Um, Yeah, please, um, I'm trying to discourage people, although I understand from emailing me about girl girlfriend boyfriend money <laughs> stuff welcome to my life I get, I get a lot of that it's like you know it's normal everyone goes through that it's just a part of growing but um, very true. you know if you have a problem you know message me about that like a real health problem because if you message me about the other stuff just, um, you know, there's other resources, you know, there's meditation you could try. At the end of the day, you have to get through that stuff yourself. True. <laughs> I, can't I could give you temporarily relief from a broken heart, but you mm-hmm. you have to decide to move on. 100%. Well, Benton, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. I'll be in touch with you. Have a Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to shout out to my fellow podcasters. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. I want to give something back to you guys as well. If you're looking for sponsors, affiliate links, ads, go on podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot co and use my code divine healing by d to sign up and find sponsors that's podmetrics.co referral code divine healing by d good luck